Welcome! I am so glad to be back with this new season of the Live Well Green podcast. So, do those feelings of dread and guilt about the environment make you feel like you could spiral out of control if you spend time looking at it so you just shut your eyes and hope it goes away, but it never really does? Well, today we are going to tackle those feelings using the concept of emotional agency. It has worked really well for me. To be honest, this has been the most meaningful concept that I have applied in my life. I've used it in every single moment wherein I've had significant unwanted challenges ahead of me. But before we get into it, I want to remind you that the Eco Impact Academy is my mentoring program for professional women who are deeply concerned about environmental and social issues and want to find ways to take actions that light them up and create meaningful change in the world. If that sounds like you, head over to my website. It is christinahunterflourishing.com. That's Christina with a K. And just hit the Let's Chat button to set up a call with me. Okay, let's dive in. I am Christina Hunter, and you are listening to the Live Well Green podcast, all about empowering you to create a more sustainable, equitable world. I taught environmental sustainability at the post-secondary level for 20 years, and yet I still felt that I was not doing enough. So I stepped back and began to focus on the big picture in order to find the key activities that actually make a difference and how to accomplish them without burning yourself out. Here, I guide you through the nuances of sustainable well-being so that you can lead the change that you want to see in the world. And we can truly flourish. It was September 3rd, 2013, and I was a very healthy 42-year-old professional woman with a full career, sports, committees, husband and life I loved, and... There it was, boom, a cancer diagnosis. It was the first time in my life that I had to process something this serious. And if you have lived long enough, you have had your serious moments too. You know what it looks and feels like. And as you also probably know, these things can be real kickers. (laughs) They can send us spinning. Sometimes the environmental crisis can feel like this too, a real kicker. Well, back then, I think that I cried for the first two days, and I forgot how to smile for another three, and then, well, it came to me. What I had been taught to embody in years of yoga practice, acceptance. That's what I needed. I needed to practice acceptance. And I began to understand that we do not always, in life, get to choose the path before us, but we do get to choose how to travel it. So, 
I accepted, worked on it. And even though I knew I didn't want this, I didn't choose it, but I had to walk this path. And really, I think there are a lot of parallels with the environmental and social struggles of today. Well, with me, you know what happened? It turned out I found that fall to be the most beautiful, spectacular fall that I had ever seen in my life. The colors were deeper. The air was fresher than it had ever been. The sun dappled with intense beauty. Well, I found ways, it seems, to appreciate the beauty, even though I was going through a very struggling time. And... Not long ago, I was relating this story of finding my most beautiful fall ever to my friend Sarah. And she didn't know me at that time, and I told her about it. And she said to me, Christina, that sounds like surrender. And well, of course, I didn't love hearing that. When you're faced with a cancer diagnosis, you don't really like to use the word surrender. We tend to prefer the terminology of fighting and being a warrior and, you know, being strong and all of that. We don't like to say surrender. And the same can be said for fighting climate change or social injustice. We need to stand tall and be strong and fight against those things. But of course, Sarah had some wisdom there. She didn't mean surrender as in giving up but rather finding your inner calm and some sense of peace, even as you walk through the storm. That is the surrender she was talking about. So as I did that fall, I found the ability to focus on the spectacular fall colors, the sunshine on my face, the game of ultimate frisbee that I was playing with my friends, whatever we call it, I was able to be present, find a way to be in the moment. And doing this, I see now, is really an act of bravery, an act of defiance in the face of adversity. So that was surrender, or as I called it, acceptance. And I think that is really key to processing those emotions. But after that came the idea of empathy. I had such empathy for other women going through breast cancer, especially women who did not have the privilege that I had, the privilege of access to healthcare, the privilege of a supportive, loving partner, the privilege of living in a peaceful country, and on and on and on. So one of the very first things I did at that diagnosis time was start to raise money for Médecins Sans Frontières, the Doctors Without Border organization, in order to help bring health care to women around the globe living in conflict zones. And that was so vital to me to start to see it from somebody else's perspective and have deep empathy for what they are going through. And really, I think this act of empathy for others allowed me to have some empathy for myself, allowed me to be okay with not being perfect, with knowing that maybe I didn't do everything perfectly, knowing that I still had all of these stressors and pressures, even though as I was going through this, I still had work and commitments and 
a life and I had to behave as a wife and a person in the world. And not everybody is that able to be easy on themselves. And I think that really translates to how we feel about how we behave with regard to environmental and social justice issues. So I think it's important to think about extending that empathy to ourselves in this situation as well, to understand that we have multiple pressures. We don't need to excuse bad behavior, but we do need to approach change with an empathetic lens to our own selves on our journey of change, but also with others, respecting where they are at in their journeys. So I think that was really useful to think about it, thinking about it as a process of deep caring for other people and for myself and ourselves as we walk this path. So the next big lesson that I had was really thinking about how to approach this with some emotional agency, which I define as knowing that we have meaningful influence over our internal life. And that means really that despite what is going on, we know that we can influence how we approach the situation. We don't get to choose that path in front of us necessarily, but we do get to choose how we walk that path and how we want to think about it. The story we end up telling ourselves about how this challenge is presenting itself and how we're going to address it. There's a beautiful quote from Viktor Frankl who wrote Man's Search for Meaning. He was an Austrian psychiatrist and Holocaust survivor. And he wrote, Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Isn't that amazing? I want you to underline the word freedom there, right? I think that the ability to pause and choose how we respond is our freedom. We don't get to choose always the situation that is brought before us, but we do get to choose how to respond. So we are living in this situation of climate uncertainty, certainly an uncharted path away from fossil fuels, I say with my fingers crossed, and really we're at an ecological tipping point. But we get to choose our response, and in our response lies our growth and our freedom. Wow. If that doesn't help you find your focus and find the ability to make a concerted effort in the directions that matters most to you, I don't know what does. All right. So that is my example and my lived experience of taking the grief and sadness of a situation and turning it into meaningful action. It involves 
accepting the path before us, feeling empathy towards others and ourselves, and turning that into agency, finding our emotional agency in that pause between the stimulus and the response, allowing us to choose the direction that we will go. So in the coming episodes, I will get into what those actions look like. But before I sign off today, I'd love to leave you with a quote on this topic of acceptance. It's a quote from Eckhart Tolle, who says, accept, then act. Whatever the present moment contains, accept it as if you had chosen it. Always work with it, not against it. Make it your friend and ally, not your enemy. This will miraculously transform your whole life. Well, that's all for now. If you are interested in exploring these issues further, head on over to my website. It is christinahunterflourishing.com. That's Christina with a K. And hit the Let's Chat button if you are a professional woman and deeply concerned about climate change and the state of the world that we are leaving to future generations and want some guidance on the best steps to take. I would love to connect with you. While you are there, sign up for the Flourishing Fridays newsletter. It is your weekly guide to sustainable well-being and effective environmental action. I can't wait to talk to you again. Until then, live well green, my flourishing friend. Bye for now.